They say a picture is worth a thousand words. And we think an action is worth a thousand algorithms. We're going to talk about one today. This is TJ and Frizzell, and you're listening to You Might Also Like. Hello and welcome to the You Might Also Like podcast. I'm Frizzell Bailey. And I am TJ Michael Sizemore. I think, uh, Frizzell, every week I'm going to give a little bit more of my name until I have my full name. How many names do you have? Uh, 17. Is that, a, is that an Oklahoma thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, boy. I sh- no, that's not. <laughs> that's not a thing. No. No, no shade on Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. No, lots of shade. That's why I got out. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're going to alienate like, I don't know. <laughs> My family. Your, your entire family. <laughs> My entire family. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, family. <laughs> so, so this this topic we're going to talk about today is delicious. It's delicious. It's Sir also fried. It's also one of the most cutting edge edge technologies of our of our current time. Everybody loves it. Mm. No, no. <laughs> actually, actually, no. It's we're talking about spam. Spam. Um, not the meat, but. The um, mm, is it meat? <laughs> <laughs> the the meat like product. <laughs> yes, but this this topic made me think a lot this morning about the my early days on the internet, and we're talking ninety six, ninety seven, and yeah. I first got an AOL, and. I get the little CD in the mail, and I'm like, "This is fantastic!" Yeah. Pop, pop it into the laptop, run it, unplug my my landline phone, <laughs> and plug that into my laptop. Yeah, and then great. four hours later, you're online. Yeah. Well, yeah, because then I would like have to go into the AOL app, and you would hear that. You had to wait. Hit the modem sound, and yep. it's like, Burr. and then you'd be on. And then, like fifteen minutes later, we'll kick you off because somebody else like <laughs> picked picked up the phone in the house, or too many people are on in your neighborhood. Yeah. But anyway, it it, it reminded me that in those early days, you know, late nineties, probably up through the early two thousands, spam. I feel like spam was everywhere. Like the, the those initial days, mm-hmm. none of my family was was online. So most of the messages messages I got were spammers. Yeah. And I was like, well, this kind of sucks. Yeah. Email did suck. I mean, it still kind of sucks, but uh, it did suck back then. Yeah. You get so, you you like log in and you're like, you've got mail and it's like 500 emails. And you're like, sweet, people like me. And then you go in and it's like spam, 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 yeah. spam, 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 spam. It's all solicitation. You're like, wow. Oh. People just want, want me to buy their stuff. I'm so alone in this world. <clears throat> but speaking of buy my stuff. Are, are you selling something? No, not yet. <laughs> but <laughs> but it was it was in- interesting to me that the originator mm-hmm. of this whole idea was basically just trying to sell some stuff. Yeah. The godfather of spam. He made us an offer where we couldn't refuse. That's that's, that's pretty bad. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I've been practicing that. 
So <laughs> tell us a little bit about this guy. So the initial um, first spam, I guess, that's documented or recorded that is kind of attributed back to is this guy named Gary. I cannot pronounce his last name. I think it's Thurik, Thurik, T-H-U-E-R-K, Thurik. Um, yeah, don't ask me. I don't know. Um, so he was a marketing manager. Uh, it's The company's now gone, long gone. I, th- I think it's like called Digital Equipment Corporation or something like that. Deck. Um, and basically, there was... So this is even before the internet existed. Uh, right. This, this, this is the ARPANET. Yeah. So this was, uh, this, was a, this was one of the base structures for what would be become the internet. Uh, but before the internet even existed... Uh, there was this thing called the ARPANET, which was Advanced Research Pro- Projects Agency Network. That is, uh, that is my research skills right there. Um, it rolls off the tongue. It does. ARPANET, uh, Advanced Research Projects Agency Network. So he used this um, network to send out an email promoting a software product that his company was selling. And it was kind of the first time anyone's done anything like that. Uh, that that was that anyone knew of. He actually got in a lot of trouble by the uh, host of the server. Uh, afterwards, they kind of told him not to do that again. But when they released the product, they made like over close to fourteen million dollars, and they attributed a lot of that success to the actual emailing campaign, the, the spamming, which it wasn't called spam back then. It was just it was just called marketing. Um, <laughs> but it, it worked. I mean, it made a lot of people mad, but it worked, and I think that's still true today, right? It makes a lot of people mad. But it works. Well, you, you probably only need a small percentage of those recipients yeah. to click through. Yeah, yeah. Especially now, you're—I mean—you're bringing in like billions and billions of email addresses. You're—you're just—you know—you just need maybe like point zero one percent, and you can make you know a crap ton of money. But but that's that's the kind of spam that isn't necessarily harmful. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. But then you have the, that other kind of spam where they're, they're trying to get something from from you that is not your money, at, le- at least not initially. Yeah. So because in the beginning, you know, the spammers, um, well, I could, the, eventually the word spam didn't come from the fake meat. It came from, well, it kind of did, I guess, indirectly. Uh, but it was taken from that Mighty, Mighty Python sketch um, where, you know, they go to the cafe and all they have is spam. and. Uh, you know, they, they don't want spam. They want other stuff, but they don't have anything else. So they kind of took that and ran with it. Um, and that's where the word, that's where the spam term came from. But uh, once, once spam kind of became uh, a thing, it was more for around marketing because the, the senders, the people, the spammers, uh, you knew who they were. Like they were, um, you know, it was, it was obvious they were trying to sell something. They were a company, a corporation. They were just, they just would get a hand on an email list, similar to like someone getting a hand on, you know, addresses, house addresses, and and uh, direct mailing stuff. Right. Uh, so they weren't they weren't trying to they weren't trying to deceive anyone. No, they were just like with sell stuff, um, and a lot of it was because they couldn't be anonymous. But then as people got smarter, uh, spammers started to become more anonymous. Then that's when that kind of evil came out, um, and it actually is pretty serious because a lot of people take advantage of, um, you know. Uh, people with e- that don't really understand what's going on, and they use clickbait to get them to click links to take them to places that you know they can collect pri- personal private information uh, that, that they can use to then steal their identity, open up credit cards, things like that. 
Um, so it's, it's actually, it's not the bulk of the spam emails that get sent out. Um, the bulk of it is still, even today is still marketing. Um, but it, it is, it is a, uh, it is a, sm- it is a, it is a part of, of, uh, what spamming is. And I think that's really where we try to focus when we, when we talk about, I mean, in this podcast, we talk about how AI impacts it. So we're going to get to that. But when we're talking about AI impacting it, we're really looking at how do we solve that problem? So how do we solve the spamming? Um, so that way it's not taking advantage of, of, uh, you know, people that receive these emails. Mm-hmm. Well, and who were, who are some of the, the people, groups, organizations who were kind of tasked early on with, with solving this problem? Cause I don't know that it's been solved, but people have been working on it for a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's this whole, whole idea of government, um, you know, stepping in, trying to, and that's even like, we hear that today with the FTC, uh, you know, trying to step in and solve this problem, but actually the onus of solving this problem falls on the email servers themselves. So like Google, Microsoft, um, they, they want people to continue using their product. So in order to do that, they have kind of taken it on themselves to build tools to combat um, spamming to reduce the number of spam emails people get. And I, I think it was a uh, 2004. So let me look at my notes here. Cause yeah, in 2004, I mean, Bill Gates even um, came out and said that he wanted to solve spam, that spam would be completely gone in two years. Um, and he was gung ho on fixing this issue and basically eradicating it, making, making it not an issue anymore. Um, so that was what, 16 years ago. And it's still it's still a problem. Um, so it's obviously very hard to solve. Um, I mean, you're talking about some of our the smartest people jumping in to try to fix it, and uh, you know it's it's still uh, it's still something we deal with, we struggle with. Well, and and a lot of states and even like the Canadian government have laws against or not against, mm-hmm. but regulating yeah. Yeah. Uh, unsolicited emails or spam. Yeah, and that. How well how how well does that work? It's I mean it it brings visibility to it as an issue. I think that's really all it does because it's really hard to uh, uh, you know follow through with those um, to enforce it, to yeah. enforce it. Yeah, it's it's almost impossible for them to enforce it, and a lot of the onus still falls on the recipient. So uh, you know the, the people sending a spam email, they have to give the recipient an opportunity to um, you know say they don't want to receive the emails anymore. But it's on it's on them. Uh, it's it's not on you know. I as a company, I don't have to stop sending you emails if you don't tell me to. So I'm going to keep sending you emails. Um, so it's yeah. There there are some regulations, um, things that you know people shouldn't do. Uh, but it's it's hard to enforce, and um, it's almost impossible to to combat using just government regulations. That's why these companies like Microsoft and Google. Uh, have have been relying on artificial intelligence to try to solve the problem. So, what does what what does the AI do? I mean, I know that it's it, it puts it in a in a junk or spam folder, but yeah, I don't know that I understand what's happening. Yeah, I mean, there's so there's two there's two ways you can fight spam. Uh, you can either filter it. And that's where it goes into like a junk folder. Um, So it's not actually going into your inbox. So that kind of helps with visibility of it. You can still access it, you know, if you go into your junk box, but you can't see it. You won't see it as in your inbox. Um, Or there's also blocking. 
So there, there, there have been instances where um, email servers will actually block emails from sending out to their uh, to their email users. So it's it's a it, it, it it's harder to block. It's easier to filter, um, and blocking is more of a kind of a secondary because as people learn how to how to kind of over you know go over ai the blocking then just becomes you know okay we're blocking previous behavior that we already know um that is spam and i mean that that really doesn't do anything because right. the spammer will just change the behavior just, so yeah instead of using certain keywords they'll use something different or um they'll try to get some brand new uh email account that doesn't have a lot of history so that it doesn't come through as a threat. Right. Yeah. And, and we talk about like, you know, who sends these, um, these spams and, you know, you think about companies and corporations, but you know, actually we, we, we tend to, we tend to track it from uh, a country standpoint. So really looking at like the, uh, there's a, uh, I don't know, a spamming and phishing, um, I don't know who they are, but they're called secure list and they kind of run, um, they, they kind of analyze phishing behavior on a quarterly basis every three months. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they tend to identify where the top three, uh, you know, countries that, that actually send out spam, uh, come from. And it's, it's usually Russia, Germany, and the U S. So those are usually the three they just kind of, they kind of, uh, change based off of which quarter they're in. Um, so we're, we're in the top three for countries that actually send out spam. Um, hmm, that's a little surprising actually. It's, and it's, I mean, again, this is not just, you know, malicious, um, spamming. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's also marketing. And so it's, it's kind of taking all that into consideration, um, as well. But, uh, I mean, you think about other countries like Russia, they're sending out spam, um, or, you know, you think of the Nigerian prince, um, that sends out, it's, it's, it's not coming from Nigeria, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just kind of that concept of people from outside from other countries sending spam into the U S that's also hard for government to control because those countries, they're not mandated or regulated the same, um, as the countries that, that the, that the FTC or the other government organizations are um, regulating here in the States. So it's really hard basically is what I'm saying to regulate, um, email and spam. Wow. That's, uh, super hard. Depressed. Well, the, the thing is, though, I, th- I think about my email inbox now. Yeah. And I don't see a lot of what I would call spam. Mostly if it's if it's email from marketers, it's the ones that I've signed up for. Now, maybe that's just me being more proactive about it. Maybe other people have a have a different looking inbox, but it seems I'm, I'm ancient. But <laughs> you don't have to agree so quickly. But it seems easier now, at least, to try to control some of that on the user side than it, it was, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, yeah. But, but, I mean, I've worked, I've worked in and around technology for a very long time. So I understand these things. And my mom doesn't know how this stuff works. She doesn't, she doesn't. She doesn't go in and say unsubscribe me. She just lets it happen. She deletes it. So, I'm 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 not the test case, I guess. Right. 
Yeah, my uh, mother-in-law actually called us. This was a couple of years ago. And she said, uh, I want an iPhone. I want an iPhone. And we're like, no, no, you didn't. You did not win an iPhone. Do not click that. Do not claim your prize. Um, and it's, it's, it's easy to forget that you know we sit here and say, oh, we're not going to fall for these kind of phishing techniques. But there are people that just, they don't understand the way that the technology works. Um, then they they fall into it rather quickly and rather easily, and that's why you know we see a lot of these problems continue. Um, it, that's why it's not being solved. Yeah, I, I get those phone calls too, and I always tell whoever's on the other side of the phone, you know, check check to see who, who what email address that's coming from, and if it says it's Microsoft, then you look at the email address and it says Microsofty. You yeah. know that's not right. you know that's not real, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or if it, or, or if it's got an, an a, a phone number that's clearly not a Seattle phone number at the right. bottom or eight hundred number, eh, that's probably not real. Yeah. But you know the onus shouldn't be on us, but it is. It is, and it's um, and that's part of the reason why a lot of these servers. Um, so I know we were talking about using AI, but there's actually a. Um, a function of AI that I don't think we've talked about. We might've touched on it a little bit, but it's called machine learning um, where uh, we, I guess we did touch on it a little bit in our last episode, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the whole idea of, you know, we're implementing, um, uh, you know, a, a way to a solution to fix this. And what happens is if we, if we put in like, you know, Hey, if this, if this header has, you know, uh, you know, something about unlimited, you know, you want an iPhone or something that's kind of crazy like that, then, then say it's spam. Um, but then the spammers just change their behavior. And then we have to go back and rewrite that, the algorithm to identify it as spam. So instead of us having to keep going back and, and basically adjusting the algorithm, they implemented this thing called machine learning where they, the solution basically teaches itself, you know, to categorize this as spam. Um, so it becomes more of a, uh, issue that the computer has to solve. Um, and that the computer is typically and usually smarter at solving it than we are. Um, so that's why they use AI to try to, um, to try to influence the, or try to block or filter the number of spams that are coming into your inbox. Um, and then they, and then they layer on this machine learning to keep adapting to when the spammers change their technique as well. TJ, is, is this the first time we've talked about AI and machine learning in a positive context? <laughs> <laughs> I think, yes, it's definitely something that is, um, it's helping us. Uh, and you got to understand this was early on as well. So, I mean, this was one of the first problems that AI was used to kind of help correct and fix. Um, so as we learn, everything starts with good intentions. <laughs> and I think this is one of the good intentions that AI was used to, was uh, implemented to solve. Um, I mean, even, right. even on top of that, like the, the, um, like going back to how, the spammers change and adjust, right? Um, so this actually reminds me of a quote from The Dark Knight, um, one of my favorite Batman movies. It ba- basically, Gordon says, like, we start carrying semi-automatics, they buy automatics, we start wearing Kevlar, they buy armor-piercing rounds. And that's, that's, the, 
that's what we're in. So any anytime we come back with something, the spammers, you know, try to one up us so they can um, defeat that um, defeat that defense. And uh, we one of the examples is that of that is a lot of the emails were text heavy. So you know, you would look at a header, you would look at this, you know, the text inside of an email, and the AI, the algorithms were designed to read that text. So we would say, read this text and determine if it's spam or not based off some of the content you're seeing. And so it was blocking a lot and filtering a lot of the emails coming through that technique. Well, the spammers said, okay, um, you want to scan text, we're going to put in images that have text embedded in it that, that your algorithm, your AI can't read, can't understand. Um, so they started sending emails that were very image heavy. They're a little bit larger um, to send um, from a file size, but it's more impactful because it's getting through the... Um, through the spam filters. And so they were able to reach more people that way. Um, so then they, they had to come back and build something um, called, they used, they, uh, actually Google uses, built something called TensorFlow, which is a, uh, is, it's a machine learning um, AI technique to basically look at images. Um, so we, they taught an algorithm to look at an image and identify you know, what they're seeing on that image. Um, so instead of reading text, now they're looking and they're interpreting images. Um, and this is great for spamming, uh, mm-hmm. for emailing, but this is a tool that's being used for other things like, um, you know, outside for, you know, to read, to do, uh, what's called NLP, which we can talk about later, uh, natural language processing. Um, so it's used to solve something good, but then they're using the, uh, the, the technique on other type of, um, uh, other type of solutions. Um, well, and they probably also use it for their um, 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 image processing in Android. Uh, for their face recognition? I don't well, know. I don't have an Android. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, if, 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 if you have a Google Pixel phone, it it only oh, has yeah, it yeah, only yeah. has a single single camera, but somehow it manages to take photos better than what you can get elsewhere. And they're, they're using an image signal processor, which they probably I'm speculating, but probably grew out of what they learned from TensorFlow. Yeah, but I mean, the whole idea is they're using the techniques for um, spamming to come back spamming to use for other products, uh, which we we can dive into in future podcasts. Right. Um, but it, it is it's a back and forth. And that's why we haven't been able to solve it is because, you know, we get smarter with algorithms, they get smarter with spamming, and it just keeps going back and forth. And then, you know, eventually, um, I don't know, there'll be something new. You know, the internet will no longer be, uh, you know, the thing. It will be something I can't even, I can't even fathom what it will be that we'll be dealing with. Well, then the human, the human race, if nothing else, has always shown itself to be a crafty little bunch of buggers. Yep. So <laughs> if, if, if you're trying to prevent a human being from doing something, they will they will eventually find a way to get around They'll it. Fit, so you're, you're, yeah. you're They'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's actually um <clears throat> some of the you know some of the people when they we talked a little bit about the onus on us. Um when, when I was doing this research, it actually reminded me of this comedian, um, I think it's James Vetch. V-E-I-T-C-H. Uh, he did a TED talk where he actually responded to a spammer um, to try, you know, someone that was trying to get him to buy gold and sell and, you know, to, to hold it for them, whatever. Um, it was it was interesting uh, back and forth for, you know, how do you kind of combat this 
uh, on a personal level. I wouldn't recommend anyone actually, you know, follow through with this. But if you want to see someone that did, that actually responded to spammer and what happened, um, the level of, you know, how far they're willing to go to to get this, um, you know, this person to fall for the the spamming technique. It's an it's an interesting watch, um, for sure. There's also an episode of uh, Reply All, mm. uh, a podcast where one of the hosts um, responded back. I think this might have been a, been phone calls, my email, but he yeah. went so far yeah. as he went so far as to travel to India and meet the guy in person. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious! But yeah, it, it wasn't emails; it was phone calls. But uh, yeah. similar thing where. I've, I've thought about yeah, me too. <laughs> like even before I heard that episode, I've thought about being like, I'm just gonna see what they're talking about. Yeah, and then I thought, well, what if they come hard after me? Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm always afraid that I would actually fall for it. Like, I I would go into it like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna mess with them, and you know, it's gonna be fun. But then I'm always like, what if they actually get me, and I'm like, I fall you? for it. I don't. Yeah, what if they convince me, and all of a sudden I'm like leading a cult in, you know, South Texas. You know, I I could kind of see you being like, you know what, you've got a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very open minded for Zell. <laughs> <laughs> so I I know where I where I should draw the line, and that's obviously where I draw the line. But um, right. yeah, it's it's a it's a fun it's a fun experiment to think about, um, and it's something that you know I definitely. Would I do want to see, uh, and you know, get better, and I do want to see like actually, re- uh, you know, less spam happening because it is impacting a lot of people, um, and it is affecting, uh, you know, you know, some people lose their savings because of these types of schemes, um, some people lose their identity because of these types of schemes, um, and it's when when uh, remember when I said before, and, and I know a lot of people probably have already forgotten what I've said in the beginning of the episode, but when Bill Gates uh, said that he was going to eradicate the issue, that was in 2004, where nearly 77% of all the emails sent were spam. Um, now, I mean, it, it accounts for 55%. So that's a huge drop, but that took 16 years to get down to that point, And we're still seeing over half the email being sent as spam. So it's, it's a significant decline, but it's still a significant issue. So it's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's good to see that, that shift, but it's like, you know, how do you get this down to, you know, so, to less than half even? And that's, it's very hard to do. Well, TJ, you know how we do it. I have the solution right here. We sing. We, st- we stop using email. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Which actually, uh, uh, you know, the, um, what is it called? Not the the millennials and then the ones the ones earlier than that or younger than that um is that oh, gen z gen z they're they're less and less people are, are using emails right um, unless they're forced to by the company right but then you, you have companies like slack who really want to get rid of email yeah um yeah. so I, I, I doubt it goes away but even maybe. if it does go away the spam rumors will just move on to the next platform with you right exactly it's, 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 it's like trying to get rid of fleas yeah, it's and it's you know the whole thing with Zoom bombing. Uh, you know, people started going to Zoom, and all of a sudden, spammers were coming in and bombing Zoom meetings, and so they had to find a, a way to do that. My daughter plays. Um, okay, I also play 
Among Us. And there are people coming into Among Us, like spamming the the chats and, you know, getting, you know, trying to sell people or, you know, trying to get people to, you know, go to sites. And, um, and you know, it's, it's, they'll find a way. They will always find a way. And no matter what avenue or what uh, program you're in, uh, the, you just got to hope that the people behind that s- software is is trying to find a way to, to solve the problem. TG, I have no idea what Among Us is. You don't know what Among Us is? Man. No. AOC knows what Among Us is. She's so, so, sounds like sounds like something that you chop up and put on a salad. <laughs> Among Us. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll have some some bean sprouts and some Among Us. Mm, that sounds delicious. <laughs> no, no, that's not what it is. Um it's actually I'll I'll send you a link to the game. <laughs> I, I can't your the listeners are embarrassed for you, so. <laughs> Oh, you sure as me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's definitely, yeah, they think I'm cool. <laughs> They're like, man, TJ's so cool. For sale? Hmm. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I, I mentioned phone calls earlier, but yeah. the, the the next kind of frontier for, for this problem is, is phone calls. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but I have in the past two or three years getting more and more calls unsolicited mm-hmm. from I don't even know where they're coming from. Yeah. And because they're a machine they're like the voices left in the message yeah. are machine generated. So you can even tell. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I use software on my phone that, that identifies it as spam, but it can't, it can't really filter it out. And then in, in iOS, there's a feature that will um, ignore unknown callers, mm-hmm. but it, it basically just ignores anything that's not in your contacts. Right. So even even if a regular phone number co- call comes through, it'll it'll you will see it on your screen, but it won't ring. Right. Um, which is not really the most ideal, ideal solution. Yeah. But that's that's a tougher problem. Yeah, it's um and it's also it's it's like, you know, voicemails have been around for it seems like forever. Um, but the the phone technology is what's changing that. So the way that we receive phone calls is changing. And so with that, it's people are, are starting to exploit access to phone numbers. Um, and the scams that they're using are designed to like create urgency. Like the big one a couple of years ago, like you were saying, was for the IRS, you know, around tax tax season, uh, where you know, you would get an automated message saying, This is the IRS, and we're gonna arrest you if you don't call us back with, you know, to fix this issue. So it creates that sense of urgency and people call back that number. And it turns out to be uh, you know, uh, uh, some nefarious underground company that's just trying to get your personal information so they can open up credit cards. Wow. Right. One one of the ones I get a lot is some somebody trying to sell me on on a business loan. Yeah. And my guess is that it came from our LLC because that's a public document, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct, yeah. So they're probably getting the data from there and then just bombard yeah. me with you've you've been you qualify for a business loan at such and such percent. And I'm like Yeah. What? I, I've gotten some that it's like, Hey TJ, I really enjoyed our conversation yesterday. Um, you know, I still have that loan available, ready to go. Just give me a call back. Well I'm like did I talk to somebody yesterday? Uh, <laughs> like, I don't, did I, I must have. I mean, he's calling me and telling me we, we had a good conversation. So I'm like, I, it takes wait, me, so- yeah, it like freaks me out for a second. I'm like, wait, 
you're, you're questioning really your own sanity. <laughs> yes, I am. But that's, <laughs> yes, I know it's sad, and I'm I'm starting to kind of fall into that. Uh, into that. So, so let me ask you this, TJ. What percentage rate did he get you for that loan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't even care. I don't, I was all, I was, I was in, I was like this, you know, this guy's nice. we got a great relationship. Obviously we have a history. I, yeah. So you called him back and he was like, I can, I can get you three and a half percent. Three. Like, Golden. <laughs> I'm sold. I'll give you everything you want. No, I, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's an issue that is starting to grow because people are falling for, like it's a, because it's a new issue. So yeah, you know, I remember when the I when I got that call about the IRS, I, I got it a couple of years ago. I actually, I didn't call the number back on my phone. I actually called the IRS um, directly, and I said, "Hey, you know, I got this this voicemail. I even played it back for them so they can hear it." Um, and they said, "No, that's not from them. Um, you know, that's that's a known scam." And so I I was even nervous to I was even nervous enough to call IRS directly. So it actually worked. It just didn't work in the way they wanted it to. It got me scared, um, yeah. but it so it's it it is impactful and it the, does work. There's there's one that has been going around here in the Chicago area, where it appears to be coming from particular local Apple stores, mm. and they're asking people for personal information, and people are giving it to them. Yeah, so that. That's that's crazy yeah. because if you if you call my mom and say you're from the Apple Store and I need your 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 password and you know last four digits of your social, she's probably going to give it to you. Yeah. yeah, I know. And that's the point. Like even with my, I mean, even with my parents, they my in laws go to the Apple, um, the Genius Bar all the time because they've got a ton of questions. Right. So so they they feel safe. And they're like. Obviously, they're calling because I was there yesterday. Right. Yeah, and um, and that's and what's interesting about the phone calls, and I think it's the same for emails. But um, you know, we we talk about people getting a hand on a you know on their on a list. You know, oh, our our information was, uh, you know, it, we were put on some type of you know call list, and then all of a sudden somebody got a hold of that, and they got all the phone numbers, and then they're starting to call and spam it. Um, but that's actually not really the case. It, a lot of these, a lot of these, um, you know, uh, bad people use uh, AI to generate the, the phone numbers. numbers. Yeah, and just just call them random. And they just numbers. call them random numbers, and they just they use a they use uh, AI to just roll through numbers, and if it hits, um, and that's why you know people say don't answer. Uh, if there's a number that you don't recognize, because the the algorithm will say if someone picks up, this is a real number, and then that tracks them on that puts them on another list for okay, this is a real number, um, so you can use this for future spamming. And it has is a higher value uh, asset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, you know it's scary how it's being used. Um, so that's that is the dark side of AI on that count uh, is that you know people use it to try to get. Um, to get to you quicker. Um, but then the companies and the organizations that are fighting it are using AI machine learning to try to combat that as well. Well, that's good. At least we keep kept our record of shows that talk about the dark side of AI. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to keep it. I had to keep it dark. I can't just keep it light. Um, but the, the phone issue is also, you know, it's kind of weird to say that, you know, leaving these, these types of spam calling is, is kind of a new idea or new concept. Um, but it's, 
it's because it is fairly new. Um, it's we don't really have a good solution for it at, at right now. And even you know people pushing back on the FTC, like you need to get involved. We talked about government regulations; they don't really work. Um, it really has to fall on the mobile servers, the the, um, the cell providers, phone providers, whatever, AT and T, uh, T Mobile to try to find a way to combat this if people if they want people to continue to use their product well tj that means we're screwed because <laughs> yes you you know how how good mobile I providers know. are at software yes so we're or pretty customer much service we're pretty much sol yeah we are it's falling <laughs> back the on normal. the user <laughs> yeah uh, but well, that's i mean I mean, I mean, some some of the manuf- the, the 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 phone manufacturers, the phone manufacturers, yeah. Which, if 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 they've got a a neural engine in the phone, they could build something on the phone side that could that could right. potentially work for this. Um, but yeah. that's probably years out. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about Apple using some stuff, which is true. I've seen like um, sometimes there'll be a number come up and it says potential spam. Um, as the as you know the name of the caller. Um, well, that's 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 AT and T software. Oh, AT and T works pretty well, but that's about as far as it can go so yeah, far. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's like even with email, right? When if you're talking to your buddy, you're like, "Hey, did you get my email?" And they're like, "No." What's the first thing you say to them? Well, did you check your junk mail? Um, so I mean, it's like it it works, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work all the time correctly. Um, right. So it's it's the same thing with the phone. So I think if we've learned anything from email, it's that it's a hard problem to solve. We're probably not going to solve it. We're not going to eradicate it. I hope Bill Gates doesn't come out and say, we're going to eradicate phone spamming because <laughs> um, it's not going to happen. Uh, and we just it you know we just need to find a way that we have to you know live with it and just hopefully and, and mitigate it and mitigate it and educate. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is just educate people on how not to fall for these, these scams. Right. Yeah. Well, TJ, that's a, probably a good place to stop. Um, well, I do want to give, cause there, the FTC does give some good, um, like, here's what to do, um, you know, to try to avoid some of these scams. And I think it's interesting, especially with your email. Cause that's, that was the majority of our, um, our discussion. And a big thing is, uh, is use uh, use a unique email address because I talked about a little bit with they use AI to generate phone numbers. It's the same thing for emails. They'll just gen- generate random email addresses until they hit one um, that they that actually works. So the the if you use for like the the stuff that you want to get, um, like you want to get you know emails your from bank your bank information or you know REI or whatever. Um, you, you use more a unique email address, but if you want something that's, you can send like your spam email to, or like your junk mail, um, just create another one that's, you know, you don't have to be as, as, uh, protective with that one. Um, so that's, that's one, one thing to do. It makes it a little more difficult for people to remember it. Um, and it maybe makes it harder for you to remember, uh, but it definitely makes it harder for them to, to get access to your computer. Um, and then make sure like your your email software, if you have Google or most of the email softwares now have servers now have uh, pretty good spam filtering. And um, but if you if there is a spam that does come through to your inbox, mark it as spam because that helps 
that helps the uh, you know the server that you're using learn um, as well. So you know, take I would take that extra five seconds to to label it as a spam or to send it to your spam folder, and that helps kind of train your email inbox too. Great, thanks for the tips. Hey, I'm TJ the tip. No, no, I'm not. No, <laughs> the, t- <laughs> the, t- the T stands for tip. <laughs> it does. It does not. Oh no, it doesn't. <laughs> tip, tip John. <laughs> Oh, no, you've given away. No, you can't. You know, I'm going to start calling you Tip now, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, no, it's not okay. <laughs> All right. I, I asked for it. All right, TJ. Good talking to you as usual. You too, Frizzell. Talk to you next time. Yeah, same bat channel. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Bye. Beep. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We have a lot more coming up, so make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Also, tell the algorithms how much you liked us by leaving a review. That will help put us another You Might Also Like feeds. Till the next time. <laughs> See what I did there? You might also like feeds. Okay, TJ out.